Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 287. Holy cow. Holy cannoli. Did you just say holy cannoli? Holy smoke. Holy hand grenade. Holy bartender. We are so close to episode 300. See, it's funny you say that because we're not, though. Yeah, you're really we're not, not that close. We're, thir- so, we're 13 away. episodes away. Do you know how many podcasts I listen to where they count down, count up to 300 and get excited about it? 20 episodes F- before 300? F- zero. Zero, yeah, zero podcast. Heard, I never heard that from anybody. That's, it's, it's the, we're changing the game. It's the ultimate countdown. <laughs> we're counting up. It's a count up. Countdown is like descending order. Not ascending. It's a countdown. To count well, we're counting down in, in how many were away. So we were at 14. Now we're at 13. And we're at 12. Thanks. We know how fucking counting down works. Well, you just somebody had to thought spin. we were counting up. You just had to spin it so that it was correct to what you're saying. So well done. Thank you. Good I job. thoroughly appreciate that. And I thoroughly appreciate you guys, Nick, and sometimes friend of the show, Pat, and uh, myself. I thank, my, I thank myself, Corey. Uh, for uh, joining us in these quarantine times. What a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, this is yet another quarantine episode of the B-Movie Breakdown, a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment, I don't even know, awesome and awesomely wow. bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the freak fuck. Um, each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode so you two can join in on all of the madness. So make sure you listen to the end of every episode because that's where we reveal what the next movie is going to be. If you want to follow us on the social medias, do it. At B-Movie Breakdown, especially on the gram. Do it on the gram. More do than it on any. the gram. Cool. Do it on the gram. You've if done you this have 287 a, times and you fucked it up so if you, bad. It's, it, I didn't fuck it up. It was fucking perfect. <laughs> well, this is what happens when you haven't stopped drinking since Monday. <laughs> keep it going bitches uh if you have a movie you want us to watch or suggestion you can dm us on the like i said on the gram you can hit us up bnbpodcast at gmail.com especially if you have a movie you made and you want us to watch it uh you can send us the link or send us the movie or whatever you need to do uh and contact us through the email uh, nick do you have anything you want to plug yeah, if you want, you can follow me at Scatterville Stories on the Instagram. And if you like weird and spooky phenomena and conversations about said topics, you can listen to Weird and Feared wherever you find your podcasts and wherever you find this very podcast you are listening to. And you can get real spooky when you do that. And stay spooky, too. You can do all these things. I always stay spooky. I like to hear that. That warms my heart. 24-7, staying spooky. They're talking about spooky, not being drunk, dude. <laughs> Sometimes they can be the same thing. Isn't that the truth? Isn't yeah. that the truth? When you're drunk, drunk and you're pretty spooky. Yeah, when you run around and you just say, I'm spooky, I'm spooky. How would you yeah, find that very spooky if I lived near you? Yeah, th- there's a guy doing his laps again. He keeps saying he's spooky. He's not wearing a shirt. Like inside <laughs> kids, it's spooky Corey again. <laughs> yep, just running around. <laughs> Hi, spooky. Uh, Hello, yeah. children. Get away from that man. It's okay. It's okay, children. Is he, mommy, is okay. he drunk? It's, yeah, it's 11 a.m. Even <laughs> daddy waits till 5. Even daddy waits till 5. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I can tell you, Daddy did not wait till five o'clock uh, to watch this week's movie. I don't know where the hell. What <laughs> you? You started at like seven thirty. I did start it at seven thirty. So Daddy did wait till after five o'clock to watch this movie. Now you're calling yourself. And, uh, and Daddy I prefer that everybody who watches this movie, you watch it after five o'clock. That's the that's the one guideline I'm going to say for this movie. Watch it after five p.m. Or whenever you have the free time to enjoy it. <laughs> but. Especially if it's after 5 p.m. It makes it even better. So this week's movie uh, was given to us by the uh, the writer, the director, the everything for this film. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Prime, uh, anywhere on demand, anywhere you can fucking rent a movie digitally, uh, you can find this film. It was given to us by the one, the only Kyle Moore. It's called To Hell and gone it's the best of the worst be movie breakdown it's the best of the worst be movie breakdown it's the best of the worst be movie breakdown it's the best of the worst be movie breakdown so we'll get right to the the kind of the, the meat and potatoes of uh, of kind of what we thought about this film first, and then we'll kind of uh, put out the spoilers out there. So if anybody wants to go watch it after hearing what we felt about the movie, uh, they can go do so and not have it spoiled since it's such a new movie. And uh, you know we were uh, kind we were the, the the filmmaker was kind enough to you know let us see this movie uh, before before the uh, the eyes of the of the world. Uh, I want to make sure that the eyes of the world go, you know, see it and don't have it spoiled for them. And then they're just like, yeah, why do I need to see this anymore? So um, I will start off by saying that uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I was never bored during this movie. Uh, it was like it was funny when it wanted to be funny. It was serious when it wanted to be serious and intense when it wanted to be intense. It was like it was a nice, nice little package that can go yeah. on the that can go on the VHS cover. Nice little package. Nice little package. No, I agree. This is this movie just because I mean, this is this is a B B movie for sure. You know, it's not wide release or anything like that. As far as I know, is it like I, no, I was, it could be, though. It might I mean, it's all, I mean, you can get it literally everywhere. It was it was very good. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't expect much. I will say that this this movie was recommended by a friend who his friend had made this movie, and I was like, all right, this is going to be all right at best. But it it was better than all right. It definitely was way better than all right. This was like this, it wasn't feature film length, but this could have been released in theaters. It's like an hour and a half. It was like it was like just shy. It was like just shy. five yeah, minutes just shy. shy. But it was perfect. It worked out just well. Like, and it doesn't I, need to be any longer. You know what? Like, that's so, no, that's the no, downfall of some movies. Yeah. Some movies are too long, and then going, yeah. and then I would hate to be sitting here and talking about this movie and having having enjoyed a, like almost all of it, but then being like, well, there were probably like thirty minutes I would have could have done without, and it just like dragged down the movie. And we watch so many movies like that on this podcast where it's like, yeah, cut out like thirty minutes of the movie, and you have a great, you have a fantastic film. Well, the last movie I thought we watched was a fantastic film, and it still had like 15, 10 minutes of downtime in it, I thought. But this this the, had no downtime. I liked every fucking second of this movie. 
What was the last film we watched? Flying Guillotine. Flying Guillotine, yeah. You love that. Fair. You like that movie too. How the fuck? Do I you forget because we well, we got a buffer episode, so I forget what the literal last episode we, <laughs> we watched was. But that that but one yeah, was this... good though too. But Nick didn't pay attention in the beginning, and he wished he would have. That was yeah, that was the issue there. Up. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe right. you... it won me over. It, it did its job. But this movie, I mean, right from the beginning, I'm all in. I was sold. Very impressed. Yeah, very I'll excited. Be, I was pretty impressed. It looked very good. I it was, did look great in 4K. I, I was like, the, this the has got to be in 4K, right? I checked it on the YouTube link, and I was like, oh, it definitely is. It, it looked really good. So yeah, it, and that's, and that's going to give it that's going to give it staying power for people who are afraid to take a chance on a film they may not have heard. What I didn't like is the IMDb rating for this movie. Um, still, it's still kind of low. Which, I mean, how many people? I mean, it's barely been. That's out. what I. But but it's like five. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah, everybody's got five. No, that's bullshit. Yeah, everybody's got. That's what I mean. Everybody's got to do their part to whenever they have a chance to see this film to rate it and give it. You know, excellent reviews to give it the credit it deserves because it was a fantastic film that I would recommend anyone to watch. I mean, if you like, I mean. So, I mean, you know, this is, I wouldn't say this is a spoiler because you can tell from the title, it's a Western, but it's a modern day and everything in it is just great. The nuances that, that every single piece and plot point and detail put in was crafted with such care that I would recommend it to anybody who wants to watch, who's looking for something to watch and can find access to this and go buy it and rent it or however, whatever they have to do. They should well, I can it. tell you, I, mean, I can tell I you highly one, recommend it. I can tell you, so there's like, you know, you can give star reviews on IMDb without reviewing, like putting words, okay? Mm-hmm. But then you can put words to it and then yes. also rate it. So I don't know how many ratings are what, but there's six actual reviews where people wrote out something and one person gave it a one out of ten. So out of six reviews, giving one person giving it a one See, and is going to buy it down. And this person, listen to what this person said about this movie. And this is so fucking wrong. I can't even... I also want to read it because I don't want. Yeah, don't even throw it out there because that's like, I, that's gonna that's gonna cloud how people. I don't want anybody to hear. The, well, read it. Read it in the spoiler edition that we're gonna have. We're at, we're gonna do spoilers after. I don't really right? want to read. I don't want to read it then because I don't want anybody to hear some some drivel that this uh, for this movie because I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I I thought it was a. Mo- all the other reviews are like ten nine, or like uh one seven nine, you know stuff stuff like that. And then you got a one out of ten that's gonna fucking drag it down because. Yeah, fucks up the average. Um, you know. Yeah. But I mean, just... we live in a world where people don't want to wear masks. Some people just don't believe in good things. So <laughs> that's just how it works out. But and, I mean, and you know what, though, who does believe in good see, things, the only I recommend way I, this film a lot. The only way I could see somebody not liking this movie is is that it is it while it may have like a better budget, or I don't know what the budget was, because it could be low budget, but it it's was filmed important. on it's not important. Right. But I'm just saying though, as far as what I'm gonna say, uh it could be it's it is if it, it has that B movie feel, right? It has like that like that that neo kind of since it's like a neo western. It has that like we've watched you could watch a B movie that's like from like 1980 trauma type thing that could be a similar story arc type thing, right? So it yeah, has but that, a trauma movie ain't gonna take it as serious as this. No, one. it's not gonna take it as seriously. That's what, but I'm just saying like the feel to it. We're like you know like the guy that's kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time kind of situation. It's a Western. And, and uh, so that's kind of like, you know, I just like the, some of the feel to it was kind of B movie ish. So I could see if somebody didn't like that kind of style to it, that it's kind of like a little, 
campy at times, but not really. And there's nothing campy about this movie. There at no, times there's a, there's a few things, and with the 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 funnier parts kind of make it. But I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, those are like those are jokes. Those yeah, are jokes. I like yeah, the campiness like about it. I'm not. It's yeah. not a bad thing. I just want to use the word campy, but that's my. But I'm, I'm just saying some people might not like that. Just like even like a bad guy being slightly silly or I don't know. People are just dumb. I don't know. I don't know what to say. People are just dumb. <laughs> it's it, because yeah, I, I thought this movie was was great. I, I don't really, I don't understand the 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 and it's and it's sad that like one review can give it. You know what I mean? Well, we can stop. I shouldn't have mentioned the IMDb. My point was, it's a way better film than that review would even than that rating would give it credit for. So if that would throw anyone off, I'm just telling people who haven't seen the film yet, don't let it and dive in. Yeah, don't let it. Yeah, just just dive right in and uh, you know if you really want to check out the trailer. But I say just don't even bother that. It's not it doesn't cost very much to rent. And I say if you rent it, make sure you rent it in 4K, whichever if you can, uh, whatever service yeah. you're using. Yeah, it because it, it looked fantastic in 4K. Uh, I didn't know it was in 4K until I checked it out, and I was like, oh, man. That, yeah, it makes sense. It looks very good. So, And then if anybody doesn't know, the movie is just basically about like this, some like a drifter who ends up crossing paths with a Strange. gang of— This of, is his official title. Yes, his official title and credit is The Stranger. Uh, but he's like he's a drifter who crosses paths with like a gang of murderous thieves in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it takes place in kind of like Arizona, I believe. And uh, just like I said, wrong place, wrong time. And it's just kind of like flows from there. I don't want to really say anything else to give anything away in this in the non-spoiler uh, section of the uh, of the discussion here. But uh, but yeah, I, I thought the guy who played the stranger was fantastic. That dude, he definitely needs to start being in some more stuff because I, I thought that dude was awesome. Yeah, all the actors, I think, are really good. Like, I just, this movie was recommended by a friend of ours, and his friend made this movie. So my expectations were pretty low, but I was fucking wrong. I mean, this this movie was, this was definitely, like, it should have been, it should have debuted in, I'm sure it debuted in some theaters, I would imagine. Now, right now? No, well, locally, wherever he, this was produced. Right now, though? Well, right now, though? Yeah. No. Well, it's, it's, what theater? It's just, it was, yeah, it's it was just coming out. three months ago, so it could have. It just came out. Three months ago. I mean, that was right before this shit started really fucking hitting the fan. As far as I know, you you had you. It was available for available for pre order, and I think that they wanted to have like a premiere, and I think that that didn't happen due to the coronavirus. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's unfortunate because, I mean, obviously this isn't like a, a fucking major film. No, it probably would have been like indie released, like in LA, New York. Well, this would definitely Chicago, could have been like, like a that. fucking a great indie movie, a really good indie movie. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I all really the actors hope... were good. The characters really good. The dialogue was good. The score, I think, really set it as like a neo western. That was really a, a standout point of it. Yeah, I, it, I it hope it looked beautiful. I you hope know? people do discover this on various yeah, streaming yeah. services and things like that. I mean, let the let the technology that we have access to now. Everybody's on their looking for, on their computer, spare time on their hands. Yeah, everyone's Phone, looking for tablets. Yeah. They're able to grant access, you know, easily access this film. Bring yeah, every, homes. Everyone's looking for content right now, whether it's free or rentals. Obviously, rentals are not. Uh, like going away as far as even digitally goes. I mean, look at the fucking trolls and Scooby-Doo movies. They did like a <laughs> absurd bar. I mean, they're kids movies, but still the people were rent. Well, 
one of them you had to rent, one of them you could buy. It's so weird, right? Why did one company decide to, okay, you can rent our movie for $25, which is like, I guess, normal to ticket prices, right? If you're like a family of like three or four or whatever. So it's like, there's your rentals, the same thing as going to the movies. But then another company, like that was the Trolls, was a rental only, and I think it still is. But when Scooby-Doo came out, it was like you could pay $20 to rent it or $25 just to buy it in 4K. Because they're figuring out the system still. Yeah, I think the buy option yeah, is a little bit better. Like that. Um, because, like, why, you know, then you could just keep watching it over and over again. or whatever. Yeah, so. but that's why they don't want to do that because they don't make as much money then. But it still made tons of money. It doesn't, I don't, I don't think it... Do you know where you live? This is well, America. I, I don't think over I don't think people were really re-renting the trolls thing because because of the price point. Sure, eventually they'll sell it and they'll probably they'll probably knock it down a little bit from the rent price, which will be weird or jack it up. Who knows? I mean, they're just figuring out a new system. It's brand new. It's amazing to get a. We have a you know, once in a generation situation. Hopefully, once in a generation situation where the world totally changes and everyone has to figure out new shit. Yeah, like immediately. Point. But yeah, they're they're just trying to figure it out right now. But. But with the way saying... things have been shifted. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying, with, with the way... With the way... Nick, go ahead. With the, with the way things have been going, like, the internet's been increasing. Like, we've been waiting. Like, it's been bringing us to this precipice. Like, technology, getting things into your home, easily accessed. So when a pandemic hits, I mean, the fact that people can work from home, the fact that we can just rent a movie that would have been in theaters, like, all the... Like, the, uh, the structure's all there to kind of carry us through this if we use it properly that's right. all I and, I, and i and i hope that for this movie's sake that since people are willing to you know rent a 20 dollar movie uh they're willing to rent like a three or four dollar movie and uh you know check this check this one out uh, and if if for people who are into indie flicks i know uh, plenty of people that are so i know plenty of people that i will be definitely recommending this movie to that i think would really enjoy uh checking this yeah, out i'd recommend yeah, so it was. Uh, it's really, honestly, it's upsetting that it has a 5.3 on AMDB. That's fucking. Don't we? We're not talking about. Yeah, we're not anymore. dwelling on that anymore. Yeah, we're I moving by. I was by. upset about it because it, it doesn't well, have Mr. Dweller over better. here. Yeah, the only reason why it even came into my mouth was because. I mean, to me, it'd be like an eight or a nine. I would rate it that high. Yeah. Spoiler free review, it'd be like an eight or nine. I mean, there's nothing really disqualifying it from a ten, really. I mean, everything about it was. I mean, it seems yeah. like I'm overselling it, but it was perfect. Everything. It's I mean, the nuances, slow. the details. Yeah, the director of photography did a great job, I thought. The There's shots. a lot of very good shots. A, a lot of, of very course. good shots. The score was awesome. Really stuff that, like, neo-Western feel. I love the, the fucking, uh, the writing was good. It was funny. On point, all the characters were, like, distinct. And there's no character I didn't like, you know? Even Everybody though, was unique. Even though, even though most of them were assholes. There like, were. Most of the characters there and are assholes, the main characters. But there was enough mystery in each scene to keep you going, too. So, like, you were always interested. You were always, you know, continuing yeah. on. It built suspense throughout the whole film. Yeah. Sometimes less is more, and they magnified, they, I mean, they uh, they maximized that effect to its most, you know, whatever. Max that out was perfect. I appreciated that. Once we get to uh, some more spoilers, I want to talk about <laughs> my one of my, uh, I guess, favorite and least favorite assholes in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right so but uh but yeah i yeah like we said like we uh, we all thoroughly enjoy it so we all really recommend uh going out and watching it so but if you don't plan on going out to watch it and you want to hear a little bit more about it 
Or if you've already seen it and you uh, you know want to hear us discuss some more, right now would be a time to uh, start, stop, or just continue uh, because we'll go into spoiler territory right now. Uh, the asshole I wanted to mention was that guy in the beginning at that restaurant. Oh yeah, he was the oh he's credit the boyfriend. He has good credit. His his credit is good. Um, yeah, but was but was he really an asshole though? Because it seems like his girl was just totally enamored in him. So they they're made for each other. He was the inarticulate man. Yeah, they were both po- pretty shitty. Oh yeah, yeah, they're made for each other. They, des- you know, they deserve each other. You know what's funny? Watch with that couple and the way she was and to him. Uh, honestly, reminded me. Me and Pat were just talking about this is of uncut gems. Yeah, that was, the yeah, that was the girl who was like his girlfriend in the movie. Yeah, his she's side just, piece. Yeah, side piece. Just this, like, uh, like you know, just bipolar, like, cuckoo, fuckhead type whatever. You know what I mean? Like, one second it's like this, like, no, no. It's like the next second it's like, oh, I love him. Like, you know, it's like, that was kind of the scenario here. Well, it's, an abuse, it's an abuse cycle. You get addicted to the back and forth, the highs and lows. Right. Oh, there you go. That's exactly what was happening, yeah. But yeah, this, this guy was like, he's just out of control. And then he's like, the thing is, that guy attacked him first. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to be able to explain that to the cops? No, which is why he ran. Well, yeah, you'll well, never be able to, Well, you'd be able to explain it if she wasn't there. Well, also. Well, if she wasn't what there, else, the cops would have never fucking came after him. He would have punched that jackass in the face and then but he also, walked away. If, if, he thought, if he thought he could talk himself out of the situation or explain it, he could have. Clearly, he's been. Who knows what? We don't know what he's been up to. Right. Yeah. So him. also, he cannot. He may or may not be able to be. How many in any sort of interaction with the police? How many warrants are out for his arrest? How many, um, how many times has his fingerprints been caught at a scene? Has he been caught in a camera somewhere? What well, is he up to? Yeah. How many times? How see. many flies? How many flies have been in his food? And how many times has it worked? <laughs> how many times has it not worked? Well, also, how many times did he get sure. caught stealing batteries out of remotes? That's gotta work every time. Also, yeah, he was he was on top of that battery thing. Well, it also makes it also makes you wonder: was he? Was he really standing up for the woman in that situation, or was he making himself seem he was an opportunist and was making himself seem like a better guy? So when the fly happened to be in his food, because everyone heard him, you know, talk down to this guy and seem like a good dude, and then there's a fly in there, there's a fly in the hero's, you know, that's just just to make sure like this meal I'm not paying for. Right. Well, that that yeah, makes it, sense. It could have been. Later, he kind of seems to balance that too within his further situation. Like he's trying to get those books too. Right. And then he and stays. Then, and is that because he wants to save the people or because he wants the books? It's one of the things I like about the stranger, because in the beginning, when you see him talk about, I mean, interfere in that couple's conversation, you're like, Oh, this guy, this is like his little save the cat moment. He's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a goddamn hero. And I'm going to stand up for this woman over here who's being abused by this man. And then he throws the food, the fly in the thing. You're like, oh, there's this guy's got a little more layers to him that we uh, yeah. we didn't quite know at that point. So, but we've already kind of accepted he's a good guy. So when we see the fly, we almost shrug it off, but you shouldn't because it shows that he's that duality in him. That is, there's a lot more going on than we're privy to, which I appreciate that. Yeah, but it's also it's probably uh, you could also take it as uh, a moment where he's just like, I'm trying to eat and I have all these whatever shit going on in my life. And like you're saying, all this whatever possible background and stuff. And maybe he just got sick of hearing that shit, whether it was a hero moment or not, just like a moment of shut the fuck up. I don't know. I feel like that duality definitely plays a lot more into his character. Like he. Oh, yeah, he's definitely. Been, he's, 
he's fixing up the truck at the one point, and you don't know if he's going to steal it, actually, or if he's just going to, like, borrow it for a little bit and abandon it. I mean, he's going to abandon it at some point. Yeah, he's taking it, but, like, But yeah. uh, I'm going to tell you something, Pat. When you borrow something and abandon it, it's still called stealing. It's not called borrowing. Yeah, but I could... Yeah, that's true. I mean... I think we just got a little insight into Pat's duality. <laughs> <laughs> so if I borrow this, but I just toss it in the middle of nowhere... I borrowed it. It's okay. Like, I didn't keep it. I didn't well, keep it. Well, maybe he's just going to drive it to the edge of town, you know? You know? This, it's this still stealing. That. It's yeah. still stealing, but you know, he's a desperate guy. With fucking, I'm, not, bl- I'm, not, I'm not faulting him. I'm just, we're just talking about your definitions of stealing and borrowing. But I really did like that character. Like, the stranger, like, that kind of really captures, like, I love that. That was his, like, his, uh, his, his cast name was the stranger. Um, he, he, that character was really captured pretty well, I thought. In yeah, the end, without, did, you, oh, did he really want to save everybody, or do you want to get those books and fucking sell them? He was really disappointed when they were just books in that, in that box. He, he was hoping for money. Case. Yeah, he thought it was cash for sure. Because how was he going to sell these million dollars stolen books? There's no. Oh, way. that's hard. Yeah, those yeah, those no books already had a setup. They they knew who they were going to sell them to. They had like right. three four guys they were going to sell them to already. Oh yeah. There's, there's no way. So yeah, that was definitely a little tougher for him. I mean, this is. We're talking about the stranger now, so I'll address it, but I kind of want to talk about it at the end. But, I mean, this guy, it feels... I mean, I kept... Uh, for obvious reasons, um, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino vibes were all throughout this film, for oh, very yeah. obvious... Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the, the inspiration is the... Their inspiration is the same, though. It's the 70s spaghetti westerns and you yeah, know, all that kind of stuff from back then. Yeah, so, like, the stranger totally just reminded me of the mariachi. And yeah. then, so then, I, then I, I went on a fantasy run in my head of the potential sequel or trilogy that I get from the stranger and finding out like, what is he actually about? Because this one just gives you enough where you're interested. Then whatever his real backstory is, could be insane. Did you guys get a, a vibe that he was a vet? That was my vibe that this guy could was be racker Afghanistan vet. I mean, he could have, that could, that could be yeah. possibly, I mean, the survival nature, how was he? Um, he's basically, he said he's basically been growing up on his own or avoiding yeah. things on his own. So who knows? Was he out of the system? Did he leave his family or did he just kind of, even if he had a family, he was basically yeah, he on his own. Yeah. But I mean, that's the, those are the conversations I like to have. Who knows? Nothing about Many him. Possibilities. What, what was in his bag? You never find out what the fuck is in his backpack. He never explained to why it's, you know, Maybe not a man's bag. It's quote unquote faggy backpack. Well, that's what it. Yeah. Um, yep, uh, that's what the, the inarticulate man call him. What are you a faggot? Because he's carrying. Yep. A, uh, With, what, what was that uh, artist from back in the day when we were kids? Lisa, Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank. Yeah, that Lisa Frank backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bright colors. Definitely yeah. not super manly. Bright colors. Traditional Superman kind of thing going. Yeah. It's funny at that point when he was when when the, when that f bomb was dropped, I had wrote down f bombs to cool hobo guy. That's what I'm calling <laughs> it for. Cool hobo guy. Right. And I mean, we meet the stranger, but we don't meet him first. We're interested. We begin the film with the car flips and police getting murdered in a shootout. So like, yeah, like that. start off with a banger and gets everybody's attention. Because, like, what is this? What are these maniacs doing? There's a man with buckshot. He's been shot in the head. He can barely move. There's a guy. I don't know if we know he's got an Australian accent at that point. I don't think we know that. Yeah, I don't think he he talked at that point yet. But then the cops come. They mow the cops down. Cars are flipped over. And, of course, when you watch that movie, you're like, oh, there's a lot of good things going on right now. And, I mean, sure, you could just say it's, you know, it's a shootout. But, I mean, that's 
traditionally, I mean, that's a Western type thing. The stagecoach is flipped over. There's a war. Here come some sheriffs. They get blown away by the outlaws, and they're on the run. Now, in a Western, they wouldn't steal a plane, but, you know. Well, there wasn't many available back then. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That brings me, Gary Gary. I like Gary Gary at first, but, man, Gary Gary is a rat bitch, that motherfucker. <laughs> I like, he, one of my favorite scenes, too, he's trying to stop Eden from, like, grabbing, um, what is his name, Thomas McBride. He's trying to steal McBride's gun. Yeah. Or she is, and he's like yeah. trying to stop her because he doesn't want any fucking trouble. I was really yeah. I, I like that scene, and then he fucking turned into a rat, and I was like, "Fuck this dude!" That yeah, guy until deserves he was... to fucking get caught up in that goddamn uh, cattle holster, whatever that thing is called. Well, that and when I talk, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was stuck in his little his little uh, cow pen. I, I was hoping he was gonna fucking lock him up in that thing and leave him there. Well, I thought he was gonna do something like just murder him brutally after he's stuck in there. I didn't know what the hell I was gonna watch. Right. Yeah, I thought he was going to just lock his head in there and fucking blow his brains out. But Gary Gary is very sympathetic up until the point he becomes a quote-unquote rat. Because that was dumb, Gary. Gary, that was not it. And yeah. at that point, that's when you kind of ex- that's when you kind of become a little bit... Because you're probably accepting... You don't want Gary Gary to die. No. You really don't. No, no for the most part, no. But, no, you don't. Until that part. I'd but say. then he says that, and then you're kind of like, oh, well, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be so bad if Gary Gary got murdered. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Oh, yeah. So he slowly starts to prepare you for the moment that is coming eventually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Gary Gary met his end at some point, which he deserved. Fuck that guy. I like the fact that the bad guys would call him Gary Gary behind his back. Like, they still just want to call him Gary. Like, <laughs> I love yeah, that. yeah, Gary that Gary. Was, <laughs> I love that part. That was great. He was always just Gary Gary. Gary Gary was just on his fucking loading up his plane. Didn't expect his day would go that way. I don't know. He's some fucking aristocratic asshole. So yeah, class. He, he got what he had coming. <laughs> he got what he had coming. Oh my god. Yeah, kidnapped by outlaws and then murdered. <laughs> if that never happened to him, who knows how what his life would have been like? Hmm. He probably would have he, cheated on his wife and abandoned his family. He was a banker. He's gonna go back to his bank and this like foreclosed in, like eighteen houses. And there you go. Put people on the street, so oh, yeah. yeah, that was good. Gary, that, no, that, yeah, he. I I really enjoyed that scene where he was trying to stop Eden from taking uh the one McBride's gun when he was passed out on the couch. That was funny. He's like, because yeah. all all he has accessible is his feet, and he's like trying to fucking push her. He's back. like, he's like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, dude, the second Thomas McBride spoke in the first part, man, dude, he was that guy was creepy. He was creepy as fuck. Oh yeah, definitely. He definitely set the stone that like tone for being a creepy fucking weirdo. Like the second he talked, he honestly kind of felt like to me like he was possessed. Maybe he was. Maybe. Uh, I mean, then then you could have figured out the. You I mean just him be like you're saying like he's like this creepy whatever. I mean, he kind of just went. Then this. I mean, his character just kind of went that route, right? Oh yeah, he definitely went that route. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it was going to take, like, a, a different change in, like, a horror flick. Like, I thought that guy was going to turn into some crazy monster at some point. I mean, he was. Yeah, right. Not like the horror flick uh, scenario, but he was a he creepy was a, monster. Like, he was a real-life creepy monster. Yeah, he was a brutal man. And he's yeah, just... He was fucked up. And when I, when I mentioned, like, um, the nuances and details, like... You you learn so much of, through his injury. You learn that Eden is a nurse, and that then she takes care of him, and she's helping out. And his brother doesn't really want to be there. Things are fucked up, and they just wants to save him. And 
and he's just like at this point he's just like a basically a corpse yeah and like he's so he's just like he's like he's a ticking time bomb and just thinking about like if you if if you just would have let him fucking die and it also makes you i thought he was gonna just die i didn't expect him to make a comeback at all no i didn't either i thought i assumed that like he was just gonna end up especially when like they were when she was first like messing with his face and stuff Uh i thought i was like oh he's gonna end up being a goner yeah and that's the uh I mean, the fake out was the fake out was so good because like it makes you wonder why the bad guys really wanted him dead. Maybe they knew he was a little deranged before, and who knows how things got fucked up in the beginning. Maybe he led to it being fucked up somehow with his well, ridiculous actions. Ludic well, I wouldn't say the bad guys him wanted him dead. The one, the one was his brother, so I don't think he wanted him dead. Yeah. Well, I wasn't talking about kinda, him, the other two. Ludak <laughs> kind of alluded to he did not want that guy to have any kind of power. Right. He made a call and he didn't like it at all. Yeah, because I'm sure, I'm sure he had got the, you know, they've maybe they knew each other for a long time and they always know that he's like the wild card, right? He's this wild card, psycho. Yeah. You never know what he's gonna do. You don't trust him. You don't think he's gonna like, you know, he's gonna he's gonna do something to cause everything to be fucked up. So like, why not just take him out of the equation? Yeah, yeah, you want that guy gone? I mean, I would too. That guy was fucking nuts. He was definitely the wild card. Right. You you want him to be gone, but mm-hmm. Eden's too much of a badass. Never seen she's in as a badass thing. But maybe one. maybe if you if you're in a situation where you're like dealing with some sort of psycho and you just want him gone and you try to kill him, uh, maybe you just don't get yourself in that situation in, to begin with. Yeah, I mean, probably. People, the life it's lesson. The life lesson. Life it is a good life lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people people live the lives they want to live, so that they, they made those choices. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about just the one scene I didn't buy. This is the this is the only fucking oh, hang up I had. This is the guy that gave it the one out of ten stars. Here we go. No, oh, Jesus. The, the truck scene when he's <laughs> underneath the truck. There's no way in my mind that those guys did not see him under the truck. Other than that, I mean, I I love, I love this movie. They weren't looking for a guy. They right, because no, they weren't. I, that, that's why I kind of saw it. They're yeah. not looking for yeah. him, but I I really can't believe they couldn't see him under the truck. I mean, it's quick enough. I mean, I I did buy it myself because. I mean, I, I, whenever this, again, movies give you things to think about. Whenever there's movies when people are hiding in trucks, I always think to myself, would I be able to see a guy under there? And chances are, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be looking or ducking down beneath a truck. Why would I even think to do that? Unless they were, like, moving around and wiggling their arms and being all crazy. Or if the truck was really high and then I could just see somebody. But, like, if you're walking by, I would never – not unless you're looking for somebody. Like, you're not – and they weren't even looking for, like, a different guy. So, like, the – their radar and their brain wasn't looking for anybody. I mean, they had just got, they just stolen the plane. They had just did this car chase, flipped over. Their adrenaline still pumping. They're all blown out. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have noticed that. I mean, they could have, but they, they didn't. And that's how it worked out. So that was, that was my only hang up. Otherwise, yeah. yeah, I loved everything else about this movie. Corey, who was your favorite douchebag you're talking about? I already, what? We already talked about this. I, I, oh, did we? Wait, what's it? <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, it was I thought the guy you only alluded dinner. to it. it the, was guy, the guy in the diner. The guy in the diner. He was my oh, favorite. Oh, that guy. Le- okay. Favorite okay. and least favorite. I thought, more, I thought you meant more of a main character. No, yeah, just because he was just so absurd. He was just an absurd individual. That's that yeah. was the whole point of that. He was just a very absurd, absurd person. Ludak was my favorite, like asshole. He was a good fucking bad guy. Really good well, bad guy. What about the 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 uh, the man uh, most likely? I mean, we need a confirmation here. And yeah. I can I will get it from our friend and from the writer director. But uh, there was a character named Ungard in this, and it has to be no coincidence here 
that it was named after our after our friend who uh, told us uh, about this film in the first place. I mean, if it if it is a coincidence, I'd be pretty surprised. I mean, it's not a super common name, but it's not not a name. So yeah, I mean, I was like teeter chattering, but it, just because the person that recommended it uh, to us. Is the same. That just could be our bias showing through, though. You know, if, yeah, like, it could be. Devil's advocate. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd like I mean, to know if that was on purpose or if that was just totally accidental and ended up being a thing. And it's like, you know. As far as I can see, the unguard I know and the unguard in this movie are pretty similar people. So, <laughs> what? For it to be a coincidence is uh, quite quite. What? Former guest wow, of the show, is uh, Cody, is what he's talking about. So, any listeners. That have a reference now they they, they have a reference wow. of who you're talking about there now you just blew his whole fucking cover you gave well this first is too much class. this is almost getting to did be too much did, insider did they know all that yeah that's well I, I want people to have reference for your bold claims <laughs> well maybe he's a different person on the podcast maybe he's a nice guy on the podcast he's not an australian <laughs> psychopath yeah normally he's just an australian psychopath when he's on the podcast he's just like this like nice chill american guy I mean, that's how I've always known him. That's what I call him. I'm Guard of the Australian Psycho. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I mean, if it was named after him, if uh, it obviously was no likeness because he's not. He wasn't baking any bread. That's a newer I mean, development. This is too re- much baseball. And yeah. That part is too. That part I will give you, Nick, is too much baseball. Yeah, too I much just thought I would knowledge. throw that in there in case in case he listens, and then maybe he might get a chuckle out of that one. That was an yeah. that was an insider baseball for one person. He's done dumb face better listen. But he's heavily involved with this podcast, even if he isn't. Also, well, when we well, jumping back into the film, when we first meet Ian, we don't know we're not really meeting her. But when he jumps in, when the stranger jumps into the truck and cuts himself on the barbed wire, and we see these boots walking up. I mean, I couldn't quite recognize that they were male or female boots in that quick shot. But I could have just not been paying attention enough. No, so I definitely thought they were male. Yeah, I think that's the uh, that's the implication. So when you find out it's Eden and she's still a badass, I'm like, well, that's sweet. All right. Very I thought cool. I like that swerve. I thought just because of the thumbnail, swerve, anyways, the thumbnail and the YouTube link, that uh, Eden was going to be some sort of fucking psychopath from it, like some sort of Jason-like psychopath. Yeah, that oh, was wow. my guess. Like the stranger uh, got into the truck of some fucking crazy person. And I mean, that could have been now, a way too, right? Trapped, and then he now he's trapped out in this fucking. I mean, that could far away from civilization. You know, that was I, my, that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought once he was in the truck, like it was going to be like a kind of swerve type, almost like a I don't know, like a your devil's rejects type. Which again, like this is like a '70s style movie. Yeah. And yeah. that's a '70s style type movie. Um, but like where, you know, like he gets in her truck and she, you know, for a while you think she's all nice. And then all of a sudden swerves, she's with these people and she's also one of these like crazies, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. that, that was something I was thinking about Eden for a for a little bit up until a certain point, obviously. But, yeah. um, yeah, I was like, oh, well, I, you know, maybe there's going to be a swerve with her, but I, I'm glad, I'm glad that that didn't happen with her character. And I'm also glad that she didn't, she didn't die. Um, Correct. Because I, I, once I realized that she was, you know, gonna be good the whole time and everything, whatever. Uh, I was very, I thought for sure she was gonna be dead at some point. Yeah, especially after they, spoiler alert, killed Gary. Gary. We're already in spoiler. Yeah, we're in spoiler yeah, town. That's, that's a big spoiler. Um, after that, 
I thought she was done too. But to this, I was going to say, to this movie's credit, you know, like you said, you, we thought it could have went this way, but like, yeah, we don't, we don't really, we don't copy tropes or even, I mean, some homages to tropes like the stranger into town and stuff, but like we, we take new takes on a whole bunch of different, um, you know, a whole bunch of within this, this type of genre, we don't just copy things that have been done before. It's approached in a nice new, newer ways, and I appreciate that as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I uh, I would like to see uh, like a uh, like a sequel to this movie, but in only with only in the stranger, like another tale with him. Nobody else involved. Nobody else. That's oh, what yeah, you get. Yeah. Leave Eden behind. Uh, leave Eden behind, and now we're on to a, a, new, a new movie with the stranger. No, the stranger I mean, is kind of like the man with no name, the Clint Eastwood character. I feel right. like he just keep making movies that are seemingly kind of unrelated. Like he just right. gets into different adventures. Yeah, eventually one day, and then one day he will fight Bruce Lee in the underworld. Yeah, that's what. That'll <sighs> be uh, the fourth movie. <laughs> oh my god, only four movies in. Oh, I feel like that's where they start to take a fucking. They start to go kind of crazy. Oh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens there with the, with the stranger. I mean, yeah, yeah. fights Bruce Lee in, in three movies from now. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> but the t- the tension in these in this film was very good though, because like things are meandering, and then when things go off, they go off. Oh like yeah. When ge- like when beautiful Gary Gary meets his demise, when we find out, oh no, this man that Eden went out of her way to save and made an excuse and showed us that she was a good humanitarian. She should not have saved him because he is a monster. No, and he just doesn't yeah. care. He's got a spooky voice. I don't like him. He just doesn't care. He's got a cool head wrap that she gave him and his hands in a sling. He looks like a mess. I like, too, like you, for, for the most part, you really can't see his face because half of his face is mutilated. Oh, yeah, I was going to mention that. that you really don't, get, up you really don't get a good look at him. So that no. kinda, what I imagine him, I imagine him as the one long-haired brother from uh, Supernatural. Because <laughs> I didn't really know what he looked like. <laughs> Well, he does not. He's not Sam. Nothing like Sam. Yeah, he looked like Sam from Supernatural. He did not look eyes. like Sam. He's got long hair. That's really that's a, well, you know, like, I, similar. Yeah, I drew. <laughs> he looks nothing like Sam Winchester. I don't know. Yeah, if his face was fucked up. I don't know what he looks Jared like. Jared Pet. Well, that's not. Anyways, Jared Pet Lucky, uh, courtesy uh, or circa Friday the Thirteenth. No, he looks just even that. He looks the same. I know. <laughs> but really, speaking that's of Friday the only, 13th, That's the only though, reference I have to him because that's the only thing I've seen him in. But you cannot, you you, you cannot deny the connection of what this guy ends up looking from the creature, right. it's a from Jason, Jason that, and, you know, going further back to the, the town that dreaded sundown or pillowcase man with the one hole. I mean, this is obviously the look. He's bandaged, yeah. but it's the look. One eye is open, half his oh, face. Oh, yeah, 100% the look is is is... More so, like you, you hit the you hit the nail on the head. The town that dreaded sundown more so than Jason, because Jason is more like when he has the bag over his head is more like hillbilly-ish. Sure. As opposed to the town that dreaded sundown, he's just but more again, like sinister looking. Even paying homage to seventies movies, or even even in this one, that's more of a western. You're able to work in that horror element too from the same yep. decade and make it and have it make sense. It's it's not out of the blue. He's not just some crazy killer. No, this guy. Fought, botched a robbery and got shotgunned or whatever to the fucking head and glass in his eye and shit. Now he's just a maniac. And I think this was mentioned to me as well 
um, when I was talking to Kyle uh, Moore, the director, but he mentioned that it's like a, you know, you got like a cross with the Reservoir Dogs in there, and uh, you definitely do, obviously, and that's the oh, yeah. feel you get with with the heist gone wrong, and these guys got to figure out what to do, uh, uh, and then then you, it like it literally is like the like the mix of Reservoir Dog meets Fistful of Dollars. Heist gone wrong, and then you throw in this scenario with this stranger, and he kind of changes the the things up. So, you know, you're you like you're saying, Nick. It takes one one the something from one film, something from another film, smashes it together, and makes it makes it its own thing. I mean, it's it's how you should do an homage film. You don't copy. You are you like there's a difference between copying and being inspired by. They're yeah. different. You know what I mean? It's like playing like. Um, kind of like how Johnny Cash said he would have played faster songs if he could, but he couldn't. So he was inspired by other musics, which made him give him his own style. And I feel that is a nice way to, you know, put if you like something instead of just replicating it, let yourself speak through it and make something new, and then everybody benefits. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there we go. And I think uh, I think that's a good a good ending point for the from. To hell and gone. I think it's a fantastic film. Again, yeah, uh, I encourage yeah. everybody to go go out there and rent it. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful. If this if this gets a Blu-ray release, this is something I would definitely buy. So, oh uh, hell yeah! Oh, I mean, it deserves a 4K release, but I don't know what kind of fucking money. Yeah, that Blu-ray is. 4K release. It looked great in 4K. Like I like I I only checked to see what the resolution was, just because I thought, man, this looks really good. If it if it was blue if it was only like uh, HD I would have been pretty surprised but it, it makes sense that it was for and it, and it being a throwback movie I hope it does get some sort of physical, well, well and physical release and speaking yeah. I'm like inspired by and like Quentin stuff I mean how could you I kept trying not to because of course Quentin's inspired by many of the same films that would be you know would inspire this film but when the final shootout everyone basically gets murdered well yeah we know what this is everyone's just gonna <laughs> die everyone basically dies in like five seconds and like three characters make it out out of like the total of like six or seven that were there right or whatever that was a great double cross part too he fucking it was shot everybody else that crazy asshole mcbride yeah he's just like nah it's mine now he just saw his opportunities he's, yeah, so he's almost like the uh uh but then that then that then that's when it transitions to like a totally different movie, which becomes more of the horror because now she's kidnapped, but the stranger's missing. So who's actually hunting who? Mm-hmm. He tore up a book, laid his little bread. Sweet little trap. Trail. That was nice. I like that. Yeah, and yeah. that's, and that's yeah. when we get to hear all that cool dialogue from the main from our new main pillow bandage faced madman, and he's yeah. saying just. But like when I so like when we discussed Campy earlier, like his lines are Campy, but I don't think the delivery is, which makes him scary. And no, I no. That. And they, like I mentioned before, the campiness was just the '70s feel. You know that '70s like exploitation type of feel. That like you know that, that's what the intention is. And what I was gonna say before was you're saying like the the guy comes out of nowhere and is a madman again to kind of analogy to Reservoir Dogs, Mr. Blonde, right? Yes. They think yeah, he's exactly. like this one guy. They really. In this in this movie, they more more likely than not know already know that he's like that. Unlike in Reservoir Dogs, m- most people are strangers to each other, and they don't really right. realize that they're getting involved with somebody who's, who's well. Yeah. Like well, Leduc, Leduc definitely like fucking. Well, imagine this guy who you know has bad like um, 
who has bad tendencies or like inklings. You can sense it. Well, he's had his arm blown up. His face is blown off. So now he literally gives zero fucks. He's been patched back together. And he's like, just fuck everybody. You know, we're done yeah. here. We're done here. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to die now. Those yeah. two officers dying made me sad. But what Yeah, that bummed do? me out too. Even though I really know those guys, they were good guys, obviously. Eden liked her. Right. Yeah. They're pals. Get, yeah. If Eden vouches for him, I support that. Yeah. And they got fucking blown away. You only know them for like, what, four minutes total, maybe in the movie? Probably not even Basically. That. Yeah. Enough to know they're good guys. And then. Yeah. And then they get fucking shot to shit. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, those guys were cool. <laughs> yeah. Thoroughly enjoyable, though, overall, yeah. in my opinion. Thoroughly enjoyable. So. So definitely go check it out uh, anywhere you can rent a movie. Uh, just search for To Hell and Gone. And, uh, yeah, good old Blockbuster. There, yeah, Blockbuster. One, there is one that still exists. There's so one out there. <laughs> if they get a physical release, uh, you could. Uh, Blockbuster. Yeah, because in the middle of a pandemic, we want to see a movie release in Anchorage, Alaska. No, there's there, that one's not there anymore. It's, there's one oh, in it's... Oregon. Oh, oh so much closer. That's true. Yeah. That's the one to, in Oregon is the is the one where that Russell Crowe stuff that John Oliver donated to them. There's oh, that Russell Crowe auction stuff. If I lived in Oregon, I would drive to that blockbuster to see it because I'm pretty sure there's nobody there, so you'll be all right. Yeah, so oh, I'm sure that one gets used. The people I'm sure it gets Oh used yeah, there. it gets oh yeah, it gets otherwise it gets why tons the fuck would it be open? So yeah. <laughs> and it's also and now it's now, become and, a mecca. And, and it's also a tourist attraction. There you go. So yeah, there it's you like, go. Kill it's two like birds with one stone. It's like it's like Western Europe after the Roman Empire collapsed. It's just this beacon. Yep. Barely surviving. Barely it's actually, surviving. It's actually a bad analogy, but I just and, want to talk. And about just it. and yeah, uh, most people will fucking recognize that analogy. Good job. Yeah. Sure. And we will. Uh, we might. We might not survive next week. Uh, and we're gonna podcast. die. Do you have uh, what the hell does that mean? Is that yeah. a threat? <laughs> I don't know because you know what? It's locked down at thirty thousand feet. Uh, we're gonna watch the Ice T film Air Rage. Oh man! Okay. We were talking about Ice T before the podcast <laughs> got going. You're oh. literally. Did you just? You're literally this Gozer. Like Twenty minutes ago. You're literally Gozer. Gozer. <laughs> I can't think of anything because you'll make the enemy appear as whatever I think of. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we talk about that cool Ice T movie we were talking about? Why can't we watch that? Because we already watched that. It's in right. the past. And, um, so it's, uh, you know, I'm not going to say much more about it. I've already read too much. I feel like from the description, but, uh, it's an ice tea film from 2001 action adventure flick. It's on Amazon prime video, uh, for your viewing pleasure. So check that out. I love ice tea. I like, I like a lot of movies that he's in. Uh, so, uh, maybe this might be another one to add to the, to the list of, uh, of ice tea movies I thoroughly enjoy. Johnny Mnemonic, one of those movies you like? You I know? do. I do like Johnny Mnemonic. That's good. Crazy movie. Yeah. Halt like. Sinners. <laughs> yeah, I love Johnny Mnemonic. Ricochet. That's another good one. There you go. New Jack City. Also another good one. He's in a lot of good. He's in a lot of good flicks. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens next week with uh, Air Rage, starring Ice T. Can't wait. Can't fucking yes, wait. Yeah, so excited. So I can't excited. wait to ask you in a week what I'm watching because I'll have blocked it out by then. No, you'll remember because you love Ice T and you love SVU. True. And uh, you'll remember you'll remember that we're watching Air Rage. I won't though. I know I won't. So for B Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Yeah, my name is Nick. That's, That's me. That's Nick. Yeah. I'm sometimes Pat. And sometimes friend of the show, Pat. Come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. Thank you.